want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Uh, my name is Adam Torres. You can Instagram at, at Ask Adam Torres for all my updates on the book releases we have going on, um, the book release parties. Just released a new video on Instagram and on LinkedIn um, for our recent book release part to connect with you guys there. Um, I'm really excited today to have Eddie or Edward Borelli on the line. I like to call him Eddie. Uh, 20 years of experience in brand marketing, and he's currently the CMO and Parnamni Culture Marketing Consultant. Looking at his LinkedIn, he's worked with some big brands, some big names in sports and otherwise. Really pumped to get his insight. So, Eddie, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Adam. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to uh, share some of my experiences with your audience. Yeah, I'm pumped. I can see some of the big names you've worked for. I can see some of the companies. I mean, places like Nike, New Era. Um, now you're you're working as a partner at your own firm. I'm really excited to get that insight because, as I mentioned, a lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs, and some of them are in the marketing field. So love it. Um, awesome. Let's just start out. Let's just start. You got into being an entrepreneur, like full thought process of being an entrepreneur, going on branding, going out into marketing, hot topic. I mean, how'd you get started? Well, uh, basically, you know, as you mentioned before, um, I've worked for a number of big brands over my career. I've been in brand marketing and advertising for 22 years. And throughout my career, I've learned a vast amount on how brands are evolving, what makes brands successful in the marketplace. And really, you know, I'm excited about what's happening in the marketplace. And I thought uh, it, I could take my expertise, really make it work more for me instead of working directly for and partnering with entities out here that are looking for that type of expertise. So that's how really I got into uh, going out on my own, being an entrepreneur, and really learning what it takes to be successful at it. So let's talk about paths here. Because, I mean, there's two schools of thought, and, you know, maybe maybe we, they're, they're not completely hard-lined, but what do you think the benefits were to you for going out and, let's say, instead of maybe right after college going and starting your own thing, but for actually going to work for some of the big boys? Do you think that was ended up being a big benefit for you? I think it was a huge benefit for me because, you know, after working within very large organizations, and I've worked for primarily iconic brands that have been around for a long time. For instance, Levi's, which is all, uh, almost over 150 years old, New Era Cap that's going on 100 years old, Nike, McDonald's. I mean, these are iconic brands that have a, pretty much a wealth of knowledge about the consumer, about the marketplace, and the sectors that they uh, work within. So it really was a great training ground for me to learn how these businesses go to market, how they research their consumer, and how they use these, the knowledge and the data to really be iconic brands and to really lead the marketplace. So 
it really was a learning ground for me over the past 20, 20 plus years. And the other big thing is I worked with some extraordinary people that really I sought out to pass some of that wisdom on to me. And uh, I'm just really thankful for that. So I, I do think there's some advantages, huge advantages of going to work back uh, first for a, a large brand or for a brand that's doing it and doing it well in the marketplace. And how do you uh, pull those key insights and take it out into the marketplace? And let's let's talk a little bit about access. Because I, I try to tell people this all the time, especially and it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of tricky when you're young. So when you're just getting out of yeah. college and like, oh, I have to create this brand, I have to create this. Like you don't necessarily know, hey, if you're working five or ten or fifteen years in the big scope of your entire career, if you're serious about whatever your profession is, not just marketing, but any profession. Um, just the access that you get from being with an established brand, the people that are going to take your phone calls, the offices you're going to be able to get into that, you know, might not give you the time of day if you're out there by yourself as a solopreneur. I mean, there's different ways to look at this. So I don't know, what's your, what's your thoughts on access? That's a, a huge point you bring up. I mean, the biggest thing for me uh, in terms of access and working for these companies is we worked – and partner with a lot of entities. Rather, uh, it's a, it could be there's the leagues. Like for New Era, I work for all the, with all the leagues: the NBA, the NFL, uh, MLB. Or if it's with business partners uh, that you that you see these large brands partner with all the time. I mean, I've really spent th these years building a very strong network and taking my time and cultivating that network and meeting other professionals that are in my field and um, and building that and collecting that. And that's probably one of the things you see when you look at my profile on LinkedIn, the type of people I am connected to uh, and I've built relationships with. And a lot of it even was it – was, it wasn't necessarily directly through the entities I was working for. It was me getting out into the marketplace – going to some of these conferences, networking. You should always spend time doing that because you are as, a strong, as, a, as a strong as what you bring to the table and you are as strong as your network that you develop. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. I mean, the, the idea of networking and going to conferences, this is the way I look at it. In business, there's two different types of people, the ones that show up to mm -hmm. conferences and the ones that don't. Period. Yeah. <laughs> you're either yeah. the serious <laughs> ones, I don't care what level you're on. The serious <laughs> ones are there. Right now as we're recording this, yeah. what's going on? Davos yeah. is going on right now. There's billionaires that are yeah. meeting in at Davos because they're serious about world issues. I mean, it, you yeah. can't be too big to go to a conference for the ones that match with who you're looking to connect with. Yes, exactly. And and I mean, there are two ways you can approach this. You can Go to work every day, do your job really well, stay within that network, or you can expand your network, meet people from all over the world that attend these conferences and really learn from them and build that connection, build your own matrix. It's, it's, it's just extremely important. And that's one of the key things I always coach to people that I manage to, to leave the office, you know, step away. <laughs> Hear what some of these other brands are doing, how they're doing it, you know, 
meet people, connect with them, learn from them. You know, it's extremely important as part of your career development and your path to entrepreneurship. Definitely. And and really, to me, and maybe not everybody feels like this, but to me, it just adds to your quality of life to remind you what you're doing. When you go to these conferences or Correct. when you go to these things, then you, you have, a re, in my opinion, a renewed sense of purpose sometimes. Because if you're just in your office, in front of your computer, doing like, like focus, tunnel vision on your project, sometimes you forget there's a bigger world out there. There's a lot of other cool things going on in sight. Um, that possibly your current um, projects can also benefit from just by you having had that conversation over a cup of coffee with a random stranger that might be in even a competing brand. Exactly. And and one thing I do have to say, when you're already with a brand, an established brand that people know and recognize, it does be, build credibility too. And that's why mm-hmm. it was it's important you know, to to bring that to the table when you meet somebody for the first time. I mean, you know, for a kid that's straight out of school, you know, and is not working for anybody or doesn't have that experience, it's tough to get those doors open. It's tough for you to connect with people and people to want to stay connected to you, you know. But when you're working for a brand like Nike or you're working for a brand like the Home Depot or some of these uh, brands that, that are very successful in the marketplace, People want to connect with you. You know, they want to hear what you're doing mm-hmm. and why your brand is so successful. So that's why I think taking the time, working for some of the key players right now, learning from them, like you said, it opens access for you. It, it builds credibility for you. You know, those, those that's a key step and I think a huge advantage for me, you know, as I started on my, my path to entrepreneurship. That's great. Um, well, speaking of being an entrepreneur, let's transition a little bit and let's talk more about um, Omniculture Marketing Consultants. Tell me what's going on there and what you're looking yes, to accomplish. Yes, yes. I think, you know, the the biggest thing for me is I'm a holistic marketer. I've worked across a number of different industries. Um, uh, my expertise has always been in Omni uh, Omni. Uh, channel retail, excuse me, omni-channel retail, but the other piece I've always brought to the table is really tapping into culture, understanding what's happening in the marketplace, what's moving people, what are people talking about and engaging with. So I, I really believe I bring a unique expertise to clients and when I'm working with them, uh, being able to understand the go-to-market process while also being able to understand what's happening with with the marketplace and with culture. So I started the consultancy, uh, have a couple of partners that work with me. Uh, and my network, as we talked about before, has been invaluable for me into tapping into clients and to tapping into expertise that maybe I don't have. And really just working with some brands to help them be more transformative and to really think and act like some of the bigger brands, but also to uh, bring additional competencies that maybe the bigger brands don't have as they go to market, uh, and and that's that's what I'm doing right now, which has been which has been fantastic. So, what do you think? Um, uh, what do you think one of the big mistakes are that maybe let's say a smaller brand 
um, makes in their trans. I'm sure there's plenty, but what? Give me one solid one. So if somebody's listening here, they can think, they can double think, or they can double, yeah. you know, do a double take and think, hey, I need to call Eddie um, over at Omniculture. <laughs> what do you think? One of the What do you think? One of the Hey, I'm here to plug you. What do you think? One of the you know mistakes are that some brands make when they're just at that at that like pinnacle. They're about to push through and they're about to be closer to being a, a big brand. What do you think? One of those things are. I think the biggest thing that uh, especially smaller entities run into is they spend a lot of resources and times and time and on tactics and they want the end result, but they have to really take a step back and really focus on their strategies and how they uh, map themselves going into the marketplace, how they mapped out their competitive advantages. And, and how the tactics play into those strategies. You know, a lot of times I talk to clients and they talk about wanting to produce a commercial. When I, when I say, hey, that's great, right? Commercials are mm-hmm. great. They're great at reaching people. But let's take a step back and think about mm-hmm. your strategy and how important producing, producing commercial right now is in where you are with your brand and how much you have to spend to produce a, produce a commercial. So, you know, I think the clients think about the end results before they really think about the strategy and steps, and the, do the end results make sense in terms of their overarching strategy. Completely agree, and I guess I'll throw, I'll throw in another zinger to that one. So how do you think um, – that same client just to take it a little bit further and let's just expand it to, okay, they want to produce the commercial and let's just add onto the pile and they want to, they want to ramp up their social media, even though maybe they haven't had any social media presence in the past. Where would you, where would you be leading that client? Well, really for me, it's for them to take a step back and Mm -hmm. really think about all their channels Mm -hmm. And are their consumers really uh, engaging those channels? And does it make sense to spend resources within those channels? You know, everybody wants to be out there. Everybody wants to be on TV. Everybody wants to be heavy on Instagram and Facebook and and other social platforms. But you really have to be consumer-centric. You really have to think about where your consumers go every day, how they interact with people, how they interact with brands, and make sure everything that you're doing ties in well with them and is the most efficient and effective way to reach them and engage with them. So, you know, it's great to have great ingredients, but are you creating, you know, the perfect cake, you know, with those ingredients? And uh, it all has to play and go back to what your overarching strategy is for the brand. I'm so glad you said that because that's the difference between talking to somebody that's been in this business for 20 years and somebody that's been in this business for one year. Somebody that's been in this business for one year <laughs> immediately transitioned to how they need to build XYZ and, they, and build their Facebook following and ads and spend mm-hmm. and yeah. click. And it's like, <laughs> ah, your brand may or may not benefit from that, number one. Um, number yeah. two, you may yeah. be creating a headache for yourself that's not going to translate into any revenue uh, and you may not be exactly. in the right time to, time to make that spend or you may be due for it but it goes back to the fundamentals which you brought up so I, I love that answer because it shows your yeah. 
Um, so let's see, where can uh, uh, so where where can um, how what's the best way to get in touch if they want to talk a little bit more about with you um, through Omniculture? I mean, the best way to get in touch with with me is through LinkedIn. I mean, I'm heavily involved with LinkedIn. It's been a great resource for me, you know, and I'm I'm on it all day, <laughs> talking to people, reaching out to contacts. So Perfect. that's the, the absolute best way to get in contact with me is, is through LinkedIn. I mean, the other way is through my portfolio site. People can reach out to me at uh, edwardborelli.com. But uh, I'm I'm on LinkedIn all the time. So if anybody wants to reach me, that's the best way for sure. All right, perfect. Well, hey, Eddie, I really appreciate your time today and coming on the show and sharing um, your insights in marketing with my listeners. Um, big thanks for that. And for everyone listening, um, appreciate your time. Don't forget to go check it out at, uh, at Ask Adam Torres on Instagram. And if you'd like to apply to be part of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to moneymatterstoptips.com and uh, click on Become an Author. Thanks again, Eddie. Have an awesome day. Thank you, Adam. Take care. You too.